Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Special guest star at Pocono, Martin Truex Jr. He is... Yeah, I like... I really like coming up to Pocono. It's a beautiful part of the country and... Uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, one of my home tracks. So Ryan Blaney will score his first career win. I've always enjoyed it. I've, I've come up here and I watched my dad run a lot um, throughout the years and when I was growing up. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live right here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley back amongst you. By the way, thanks to Woody Kane for sitting in last week. Had a little chance to get a little downtime, a little vacation. Going to be back with you, as is the case every single week. This week's show is going to get you ready for the Gander Outdoors 400 at Pocono Raceway. Lots of excitement coming up this weekend. It's a doubleheader. Trucks will race there on Saturday, and, of course, the cup cars will race there on Sunday. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistone is going to join us to break down the storylines of the week. Richard Petty Motorsports unveiled their throwback paint scheme for Darlington earlier today at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte. We'll hear from the King about that on today's show. The NASCAR Xfinity Series racing in Iowa Speedway this weekend. Junior Motorsports driver Justin Allgaier is the most recent winner at Iowa, and he'll be here to preview the U.S. Cellular 250. We mentioned the trucks racing at Pocono Raceway. It'll be the Gander Outdoors 150 on Saturday. Ben Rhodes is going to stop by to preview that race and more. We'll be joined by President of Richmond Raceway, Dennis Bickmeyer. He's going to stop by and tell you how you could win the ultimate Richmond fan access sweepstakes with us here at MRN. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history, a preview of the Gander Outdoors 400 at Pocono, and a lot more. Whew. We got lots on the plate today, folks. Let's get things rolling. Let's bring in Kyle Ricky, who's standing by with the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, Richard Petty Motorsports unveiled the team's throwback scheme today for the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway later this summer. The 1972 scheme will be driven by Bubba Wallace and showcases the first ever look for longtime sponsor STP on the Fames number 43. In what was the start of a 45-year partnership between Petty and STP. See the scheme now at MRN.com. The Bojangles Southern 500 is set for Sunday, September 2nd. And Eric Almarola heads to Pocono Raceway this weekend with momentum on his side. 
He is fresh off a third-place finish at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on Sunday. And after a seventh-place effort at Pocono in June with his Stuart Haas racing team, Almarola has a much different attitude heading to the 2.5-mile triangle this weekend than he's ever had before in his career. For the first time in my career, the words that came out of my mouth uh, were unbelievable to me. I said, I'm actually looking forward to going to Pocono. Um, you know, in the past, that's just been a place that I've struggled at, and we've not had great cars, not run really well. And this past, you know, this past time at Pocono, we had a really fast Smithfield Ford Fusion, ran up front, uh, was competitive, and, and so... To have the opportunity to go back with a completely different frame of mind, excited about going there and, and, and you know, knowing that we've got a really good baseline for a setup, um, you know, that, that's a place that, that I'm, I'm excited to go back to. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of this Sunday's Gander Outdoors 400 at Pocono Raceway at 1.30 Eastern Time. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up next, we'll look back at the last time we were at Pocono with the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. That'll be a NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni will join us. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See program terms on AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages of situations. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is heading back to Pocono Raceway for the second time in 2018. When we were there the first time, it was June 3rd. And to refresh your memory of that day, here's a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Welcome back to Pocono and the Pocono Raceway, getting ready for the Pocono 400. The defending race winner is going to start this race from the pole, Ryan Blaney. Yes, good job on Friday, getting us up front here. Got us a good pit stall, got a good car. Let us know what you need. Talk to us, wave at us, whatever you got to do. Made that work before, so let us know what you need. Keep it up front, we'll see you at the end. Just like that, we come back to Pocono. The green flag is in the air, and we are ready to begin the second half of the regular season. Here comes Truex, peeking down on the inside, tries to draw even, may get up alongside. Kyle Busch may make that a three-way battle. You got Logano five off, that 20 back behind him. The 12 is slower than all of us. Once the 12 gets out of the way, it's going to spread out. Good battle for the lead between Harvick and Truex, while Kyle Busch is three seconds back. I don't know what we did to it, but we killed it, man. It's all on the right rear right now. Anytime I get this thing to travel over on the right front and load up the right front, it just shatters the right rear tire. It's, I don't know what the f*** happened. It's a jump. 
Joey Logano, who, by the way, now is reporting a vibration on board that car. He flashes across the start-finish line right now. Got a vibration here. See that left and I noticed it. What happened to Truex? He will restart Joe as the stage winner after the pit stops back at 14. The motors are pretty good. Had a little trouble on the pit there, so it's going to be a challenge from here, but... We'll, uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll fight back and fight hard and uh, see what we can make of it. Martin Truex Jr. As this run goes on, Truex continues to climb the leaderboard. These little bastards keep blocking me. They're going to see something happen. 10 I'm with you. Martin Truex Jr., but is there a problem? Can you get them all tight? We think so, but we'll be ready if you don't think so. I got a slight vibration and my brake pedal is up. They say they're good. Just easy on the brakes, I guess. Boy, Kyle Larson just ran right over the back end of Derek Cope to turn him around and put us under the caution flag. Yellow's up. Yellow's up. Save fuel. My, uh, my nose should be fine. I barely, barely got him. How hard did you hit him there? Did you even check out the right front? I didn't hit him with the right front. I got him like the center of the nose. Usually you think of Martin Truex's home track as being Dover. He said the other day his second home track is Pocono, and today, for the second time in his career, he will win at Pocono Raceway in the Pocono 400. Come on, champ. Bring her on down here to the line. Check her flag. Martin Truex Jr. Good job, boys. Way to do it. Hell yeah, buddy! Hell yeah, man. Awesome call, Cole. Good job, guys. Thank you, man. That thing was hot rod out front. Holy cow. Awesome job, Martin. I sure hope they got a lot of the angling in victory lane. We're going to drink it all. Hell yeah, buddy. That's a NASCAR Live Backtracks from Pocono Raceway from June 3rd earlier this year. Let's bring in MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni to NASCAR Live. Pete, Martin Truex Jr. won that day. Any reason to believe you won't be in contention again here in this coming weekend? I think you can ask me that probably for the next 20 weeks, Mike. My answer would be <laughs> no. There's no reason to think that Martin Truex Jr. or Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick won't be in contention to win again. I think when uh, you see what happened in June at Pocono, uh, this is a, a unique racetrack in its own right, two and a half miles, the triangle. But when you come back there less than, what, eight weeks ago, I think all that worked in June will probably work in July. So Furniture Row Racing could be looking at another trip to Victory Lane Sunday afternoon. And, of course, when you look at the rundown from June, Kyle Larson was there, Kyle Busch there, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, all hovering. There are a couple of other names, though that were there in June, that have been there recently, most recently in New Hampshire. That's Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, a couple of those drivers that we feel could obviously be potential favorites to win the race. Before we get too headlong into this weekend's trip to Pocono, you had a couple of interesting articles at MRN.com. We'll start with the article that basically was a quote from Kyle Busch. How you race is how you get raced, unquote. Those are the words of Kyle Busch, and they were directed towards Kevin Harvick after the contact at the end of the race in New Hampshire this weekend. How soon do you think this could manifest itself on the racetrack? Well, I, I don't know if we can put a timetable on it, Mike, but I think both guys understand that what happened at New Hampshire was inbounds. And Kyle Busch saying, okay, if you're going to move me out of the way, seven laps to go from the finish like Kevin Harvick did, I'm okay with that, but be prepared to be raced back the same exact way. And Kevin Harvick, I think, gets that. I think Kyle Busch will exact that revenge, if you will, when it makes the most sense. I don't think he's going to go right out there on Sunday at Pocono and make that kind of a move unless it comes down to the end of the race. I think it's going to be all circumstantial, but I do think that turnabout is fair play, and I think most most everybody around the sport understands that, especially the two guys who are at the, the center of that exciting finish Sunday at New Hampshire. 
And after that finish, a lot of fingers got pointed towards Chicagoland. That's when Larson got into Kyle, and then Kyle repaid the favor coming to the checkered flag and basically gave him the old heave-ho in turns three and four, ended up winning the race. A lot of folks want to compare that Chicago afternoon to this New Hampshire afternoon. Is it a comparable uh, situation there, or is it apples and oranges in, in your opinion? I think it's uh, I think it's mostly apples and oranges, Mike, but I do think there is some comparison, and I think the comparison is both guys involved in the last lap contact understood it. Kyle Larson had no problem with what went down in that last lap in the Overton 400 when we were at Chicagoland Speedway. Said so afterward, came into victory lane, congratulated Kyle Busch on the win. I didn't see Kevin and uh, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch have that kind of a relationship after the race in Pocono, or New Hampshire, I should say, but they both understood it. So uh, that's why I think the fans, and it's great that they get kind of wadded up one way or the other, but if the competitors understand it, I'm good with it. And if you ask me, I'd like a little bit more of what we saw on that last lap or so at New Hampshire to be part of the rest of the regular season. Chatting with MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni. Pete, you also had a great piece uh, called the New Hampshire Rearview Mirror. For those that have not had a chance to click on that story yet, give them a preview about what they can expect when they open that up. Well, after every race on the cup side, sit down and take a little time and give a little analysis and some observations and some of the things that we saw uh, on track in New Hampshire, and certainly uh, the one that we have here, this rearview mirror, talked about what we just talked about uh, that last five laps or so at New Hampshire. But I think generally speaking, Mike, uh, what I wrote about is I think in the last stretch going back to that July 1st race at Chicagoland Speedway, we've had some really good NASCAR racing across the board. I think three of the last four cup races have been those water cooler races we like to talk about. We like when our listeners come to the website and they give us comments on Facebook and those kinds of things. The truck race we had at Eldora last week was obviously really good down to the finish. The Xfinity Series race we had Saturday between Brad Keselowski and Christopher Bell. So just kind of a general overview of what we've seen here in the last few weeks. I think NASCAR is on a really good roll, but we're talking about what we all want to talk about, the racing and the on-track product. What can we expect later in the week as we get ready for Xfinity Racing at Iowa and Truck and Cup Racing at Pocono this weekend? Yeah, we have a triple header, so Thursday, look for our weekend preview. We'll preview all three of those races, Mike. And again, good reminder, yeah, we've got Truck and Cup Racing in Pocono, but for the second time, the Xfinity Series will be at Iowa Speedway late Saturday afternoon. That has started to take on a little bit of a different look there as well with Christopher Bell winning this past week. If you play fantasy racing, Jeff Wackerlin also has a lot of statistics that he has up on Thursdays as well. You'll see that in the afternoon, the fantasy racing preview. And, of course, we'll have everything from both Iowa and Pocono covered. If you're looking for qualifying times, starting lineups, practice speeds, and all of those statistics in addition to the coverage and photography, we've got it all covered this weekend at MRN.com. And, by the way, for those of you going to Iowa, don't forget, it's a NASCAR Can-N Pro Series East and West combo platter, the Casey's General Store 150. 7 p.m. Central Time. Go out and check out some of the young and up-and-coming drivers, the superstars of tomorrow, as it were, iowaspeedway.com, your destination for tickets, as is poconoraceway.com, your destination to join us in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Petey, appreciate the time. We'll look forward to seeing what else you got for us here this week at mrn.com, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, Mike. Always fun. Everybody enjoy the racing weekend. Should be a good one. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni joining us coming up on NASCAR Live. We'll check out the latest social media news. Pete talked about fantasy a moment ago. We're going to have some fantasy racing advice for Pocono for you on the way as well.
I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I'm on that honey to bloom. And it get in my feathers like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. Outback steak house. That's what it's all about. Outback steak Driver safety is the number one priority in racing. It's also the number one priority in trucking. The Detroit Assurance suite of safety systems helps to protect drivers, their trucks, and other motorists by helping to mitigate the severity of collisions. Active brake assist, adaptive cruise control, and lane departure warning, all bringing a new level of safety and protection to the road. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at demanddetroit.com. Folks, we've got a slam-packed broadcasting weekend for you right here on MRN. We have five broadcasts for you on Saturday. You'll be able to catch Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice at 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Eastern on MRN.com. Coming up at 12.30 Eastern, the Gander Outdoors 150 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We'll have Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Bush Pole qualifying at 4 Eastern. And then Saturday night, the NASCAR Xfinity Series U.S. Cellular 250, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Our coverage will begin from Iowa Speedway. We'll then return on Sunday. It'll be the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Gander Outdoors 400, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, our airtime from Pocono on Sunday. We've got a social media minute as well as some fantasy racing advice coming up next. But first, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Kim Kuhn joins us now with a social media minute. Kim, what are you seeing this week in social media? Yeah, Mike, so the summer is winding down, which means it's almost back to school for our young NASCAR fans. So for this last stretch of summer, NASCAR has a great social media campaign called Hashtag Kids Drive NASCAR. And they'll be sharing some social media content on their channels for Kids Drive NASCAR. And that includes kids versus driver challenges where young fans will go head to head with some of the sport's top drivers in different fun games. And then fans are being encouraged to share pictures and videos of their families and children at NASCAR races and events. And as another part of it, kids are actually taking over certain at-track responsibilities, including they're going to be honorary pit crew members, green flag waivers, media reporters, everything. And so a great way to kind of follow all that is at NASCAR. But as part of hashtag kids drive NASCAR, the teams are also encouraged to participate. And we saw a great showing of that this past weekend in New Hampshire where Kevin Harvick won the race. He took his checkered flag. He gave it to a young fan in the stands. And then another team who's doing a really great job of this social media campaign is RCR. They had a really cool kids camp at their campus for young kids to learn about NASCAR and the science of it. But it all culminated with this big dance party for the kids. You know the optical standing station? Well, you have got to see this picture if you go to at RCR Racing on Twitter. They had a huge dance party for the young kid campers in Hawkeye. It looks like a big laser party. The kids are having so much fun. And so, again, if you're at the races, 
all through the next week and you've got your kids alongside you, we would love to see what they're doing, how they're enjoying our sport. You can tweet hashtag Kids Drive NASCAR so we can see those great photos. And we're headed to Pocono this weekend, the Tricky Triangle. We've got everything covered for you there. So you can follow us at MRN Radio and tweet us using that hashtag AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. With Pocono Raceway coming up this weekend, you might be wondering who to start on your fantasy team. Well, to help you with that, here is the host of the Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show, one Tyler Burnett. T-Bone? Thank you, Mike. If you're playing NASCAR Fantasy Live, I'm going to assume you don't have many starts left in allocation for the big three. That's Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch. Here's the problem. All of them will be good again this weekend at Pocono. If I were to save any of the three this week, it would probably be Kyle Busch. He led 13 laps in the spring, only has one win at Pocono, which is a fuel mileage race. If you were on the fence about starting just one of the big three this week, I would play Martin Truex Jr. He won the Pocono 400 in the spring, won the first stage, and has two wins in the last three years at the Tricky Triangle. To get away from the heavy favorites, though, I would keep my eye on Hendrick Motorsports, especially if they showed speed in practice. Jimmy Johnson finished 8th in the spring and Chase finished 10th, but Hendrick Motorsports has showed signs of gaining speed lately, and they likely haven't been played much this year at all. Historically, Team Penske gets around the tricky triangle well. All three of their cars finish in the top 10 in the spring. Brad Keselowski finished 5th, Ryan Blaney 6th, and Joey Logano 9th. If you want some value plays, Eric Almirola started 34th in the spring and finished 7th. And Austin Dillon, Paul Menard, Matt Kenseth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. all had top 15s in the spring. The fantasy season is heating up and every pick you make is crucial. So choose wisely ahead of Sunday's Gander Outdoors 400. Mike? Thank you, Tyler. You can catch the Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show this Friday at noon on MRN.com. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll tell you how you could win the ultimate Richmond Fan Access sweepstakes with MRN. And later, we'll hear from the king, Richard Petty, on his throwback paint scheme for Darlington. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Richmond Raceway President Dennis Bickmeyer joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. You know, folks, two months from now, we're going to be at Richmond Raceway for their first ever playoff weekend. You got the NASCAR Xfinity Series kicking off the Xfinity Series playoffs on the 21st. And it'll be the second race of the Cup Series playoffs on September the 22nd. Joining us right now, the president of Richmond Raceway, Dennis Bickmeyer's in the house. Dennis, welcome back to NASCAR Live. 
Well, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, we're pushing hard for the uh, first ever NASCAR playoffs in Richmond. There's been a, a lot of excitement here in the community about that. And I was going to ask you about that. Your first time ever in the playoffs. Normally, you're the final race in the Cup Series, at least, before the playoffs begin. Now you find yourself in the middle of the first round. What is the buzz all about down there in the Commonwealth? Well, a couple of things. I think, you know, first and foremost, the drivers wanted another short track in the playoffs. So glad that, um, you know, we're able to work with NASCAR and, and deliver that. And so it means a lot, actually, for the Commonwealth of Virginia because now it's Richmond and Martinsville in the playoffs. So that's exciting. But I think more than anything, that whole first round of the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs, it's different this year. You know, you kick off the playoffs in Vegas, and then you come to Richmond, a short track, and then you go to Charlotte where there's a lot of unknowns with the Roval. And I like the position that we're in you know I, I like being in the middle of this of this group of three that's all new to the playoffs or at least new and in, in the positions that we're in you know Charlotte hadn't been in the playoffs before but a lot of unknowns there I think you got to get it done in Richmond to, to kind of make sure that you know take away some of the question marks the following week with all the unknowns in Charlotte but it's fun it's exciting it's exciting to kick off the Xfinity series especially when we have a local guy in Elliot Sadler who's going to be a contender for that title uh, he's got a really good following here in, in our market, obviously, just grew up down the road from Richmond. So there's a lot of going on in the community around playoffs. We're going to have some fun with uh, promoting the first ever NASCAR playoff as well. So we're going to be breaking some things, uh, you know, promotionally to uh, to really pump up the fact that, you know, this is the first ever playoff here in Richmond. And, you know, people like to come to the first whatever it is. A lot of fans tell me that one of the things they look forward to the most in Richmond is when you open up the gates and you let the fans onto the track before the actual race. What are the plans for that going forward? Well, we actually are opening a brand-new experience for fans in September as part of our Richmond Raceway Reimagine, which is a $30 million uh, makeover here of our infield. So it's a completely new attraction. So what you're referring to is track takeover, something that we've traditionally done in the spring. And now with uh, our new infield attraction for September, we're, our focus really is cutting the ribbon on that. And what's interesting about that is if you buy a DC Solar Fan Grounds admission to come in the infield, uh, you have to have that with your grandstand admission, but it's a whole new experience in there. And we've we've made these fan viewing walkways in the garage. Our whole focus, Mike, has been to really immerse the fans back into the heart of the sport. And I love telling the story. Part of that design goes back to a, a fan that told me a couple years ago that he'd been coming here for 20 plus years, and he did everything. He's done everything there is to do at the racetrack, but he's never been in the garage. And that really stuck with me. And it's really stuck with our designers too when we design these new garages. And we're going to solve that for people. We're going to put people into the garages where they can see the teams working on the cars they can see the driver talking to the crew chief and the engineers i think it's going to be a great experience for our fans and, and something new for our sport and then with that too the fans who have the fan grounds passes there's all kind of fan amenities in there there's going to be a stage and entertainment it's taking the midway experience that, experience that we have outside the gate and really doubling it so now we have that experience still in the midway but we're going to replicate that in the infield and really program a lot in there to make it fun and interactive for the fans. Well, we got our first taste of that in the spring weekend where we were in the new garage. We were in the new garages. I saw the fan walkway there that's in position. And literally, folks, you could reach out and touch some of the pit boxes. You're actually that close to the people and the equipment that are in the garage. Beyond that, Victory Lane has been relocated. What are some of the other things that fans 
could potentially grasp onto and gravitate towards in addition to just the location and the updated nature of the garages and such? Well, Victory Lane's a great point, and 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 to start the night, you know, pre-race ceremonies are going to be right there, front and center. So again, people can be right there as part of the pre-race ceremonies. And what I think is great too is, you know, when we've just had a traditional pit pass. That, that experience has gone from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 6 o'clock, and then we clear everybody out. With this new fan grounds, there, there's no end time on it. You can come and go throughout the race. So I think what people are going to do is I think they're going to come in and experience a lot during the afternoon as we have entertainment and things in there. I think they're going to be there for pre-race ceremonies because they can be up close and personal with those. And then probably go up to their seat for a little while, and at some point – come back into the infield because they can flow back and forth under the track. We've, we've got a tunnel that's two and a half times the size of the, of the or other pedestrian tunnel that we used to have. And I think people will take that opportunity also to come back into the infield and enjoy the victory lane ceremonies and be there when, when the winners celebrate. So I really like that part of this experience. It's not like, hey, at a certain time we're shooing you out of the infield. That infield's yours. Come and go as much as you want. Chatting with Dennis Bickmeyer, the president of Richmond Raceway, discussing the Federated Auto Parts 400 coming up on September 22nd. Of course, the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff opener, the Go Bowling 250, September 21st. Now, as far as all that encompasses this weekend, we've talked a lot about what is available to the fan. But one thing we haven't touched on is something that's pretty cool, and it's called the Ultimate Fan Access Sweepstakes. Bring our listeners up to speed about what they stand to win if they win this sweepstakes. Well, it's great. We're partnering with uh, MRN on this sweepstakes, and you go to richmondraceway.com backslash ultimate fan access. But it's two tickets to both of the playoff races, so the Monster Energy Cup Series race and the Xfinity Series race, September 21 and 22. Access to the garage, to the fan grounds. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about that, a pace car ride. Uh, and then you get to hang out with uh, some of the MRN personalities. You can't go wrong with that. So go and check out uh, you know, the MRN where you guys are set up, the broadcast booth. Check out the, 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 the announced stand in turn three. Uh, plus, we're also providing two nights of hotel accommodations and a $100 Visa gift card for folks to come in and enjoy the Richmond community. we got a great city here. Richmond is a, it's a great tourist town, uh, a lot of attractions here. It's a great food and, and craft beer town. But really, coming and spending the day at the racetrack as part of this ultimate fan access and going into the garage and visiting with the MRN folks, it's really going to be a great weekend for somebody. Well, I can promise you that if you're hanging with the MRN bunch and you win this sweepstakes, you're going to eat good because Lord knows we do. <laughs> we, we do. RichmondRaceway.com forward slash ultimate fan access, your destination to get registered for the September Ultimate Fan Access Sweepstakes. Appreciate the time. How can folks get tickets to be a part of the newness and the first-ever playoff weekend at Richmond Raceway? Yeah, you're definitely going to want to be here. Go to richmondraceway.com, check out the packages that are available, check out those uh, infield fan grounds passes as well, or go 866-455-RACE, which is 7223. And we look forward to, to some playoff action coming to Richmond. Appreciate it. We'll see you in two months, Dennis. Looks, thanks. Appreciate it. Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond Raceway, coming up on NASCAR Live. We'll get the details on the Darlington throwback paint scheme for Bubba Wallace's number 43 Chevy. And later, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Ben Rhodes will stop by. 
Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. The number 43 Richard Petty Motorsport Chevrolet will have a new look for the throwback Darlington weekend. We'll tell you about it coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Earlier today, the king, Richard Petty, was at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte. Richard Petty Motorsports unveiling its Darlington throwback paint scheme for the upcoming Bojangles Southern 500 on September 2nd. MRN's Alexa Henrian was there for the announcement. With Darlington Throwback Weekend about a month away, more and more drivers have been unveiling their paint schemes for Labor Day weekend, and today Bubba Wallace was the newest driver to unveil his throwback car with an all-petty blue paint scheme. Big STP logo on the hood, of course, and Richard Petty and his crew chief, Dale Inman, were here to give some background on why they picked this paint scheme and tell a couple of stories about how the relationship with STP and Richard Petty started almost 50 years ago. In the winter of 71, Dale and my brother and myself went to the Chicago to talk to the STP, you know, sponsoring the race car. We sat down and we talked for a little while and everything kind of went went pretty good, we thought, and everybody was kind of up and uh, ready, ready to cut a deal. We got up to leave and uh, Andy Granatelli said, you know, the car will be red. They glow red. That was the STP colors. And I said, uh-uh, my car has always been blue. It's always going to be blue. We sat down and we talked about it and said, okay, you know, we're both hard-headed. We'll just do, do a half and half car. So that's the reason we wound up with the blue and the red. In the meantime, uh, we flew to California to make the announcement that STP was going to sponsor uh, Petty Enterprises. At the same time, we was up in L.A. making the announcement. Dale and my brother put a sticker on the car at exactly the same time. We didn't have time to paint the car, and uh, we got lucky. We went out and won the race. First race we run with STP, so dang good start for both of us. Bubba Wallace said he's excited to go back to Darlington because of how special the throwback weekend is, not only for the drivers, but for the fans and the race teams who get to go out on the track and look a little different than they do every week. I think uh, aside from, you know, the Daytona 500, maybe the Brickyard, Southern 500, Southern 500 is right up there with it. Uh, just being a part of, of that weekend and everything it has to offer, the challenges that, that come with running Darlington, um, Labor Day weekend, you know, a lot of people are there, you know, in person to be able to check out all the, the schemes and the outfits and the whole just attitude from that weekend. So it's a positive vibe from start to finish. So for me to be able to experience it with such a great team and an iconic team, it all just kind of ties into the fun. If you want to see what Bubba will be driving on Darlington Throwback Weekend, we've got pictures up on MRN.com, and it's going to be a fantastic race weekend celebrating seven decades of NASCAR at Darlington Labor Day weekend. Mike, back to you. 
Thanks, Alexa. We'll look forward to seeing those legendary petty colors on the track at Darlington coming up on September 2nd. As you know, this weekend, the Cup and Trucks are at Pocono, but not the NASCAR Xfinity Series. They are at Iowa Speedway for the U.S. Sailor 250. That's coming up Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on MRN. Justin Allgaier, junior motorsports driver, won there in June. He's looking to go back-to-back and do it again this weekend. Kyle Ricky spoke with him about the season in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Justin Allgaier has beaten the heat. He has beaten the track, and he's going to beat Christopher Bell to the line. Justin Allgaier wins at Iowa Speedway. It's the seventh win of his career, the second of the year. Halfway through the 2018 campaign, a couple of wins under your belt. How would you describe the uh, 2018 season from your seat? Like a roller coaster. There's been lots of up and downs. You know, I, I think that's the hardest part is, you know, last year we had a good season. Um, could always be better, but, you know, there was a lot of even keel, like, just things just seemed to kind of click off. You, you weren't spectacular anywhere, but you really weren't bad anywhere. And this year's been kind of the exact opposite of that. You know, we've had our, our two good races, um, great races at, at, at Dover and, and Iowa. We've had some others that were spectacular that, um, you know, we've had a lot of seconds and thirds this year, which is which is great. But the DNFs, uh, <laughs> that's, that's been the hardest part probably of the year for me is, you know, running well at Charlotte, Knowing that we had a shot at, at going for the win there and, and crashing right at the end. Uh, Pocono having a great race car there and, and, and crashing right towards the end of the race. That's the hardest part. You know, when you when you you feel like that the results don't necessarily show, um, you know, how well we've run all year. So uh, lots of emotions, you know, as, as far as that goes. But also, too, I think a lot of pride in the fact that we've had speed. We've led a lot of laps this year. Um, I'm, I'm just short of laps led uh, in a season at this point already. Um, for any other any other year that I've had in my career, so you know we could we could pass that this weekend pretty easily, um, which which from a from a driver's standpoint that's always good, and you know we've put ourselves in position to win a lot this year, and I think that's all you can ask for. I want to look ahead. Um, obviously, going back to Iowa next week, got to be excited about that trip after claiming the win there a couple weeks ago. Well, um, I'm excited about going back to Iowa, obviously because the first race was so good. Uh, but on the flip side of it, that's a lot of extra out of pressure because now you're you're going to a, a place where you know you've had success and you know your cars ran well, um, and and you got to go execute and do a good job of, of making sure that that you put yourself in good position. Christopher was extremely tough um, the first race, as was uh, Daniel and Cole and, and Austin, and you know we had a we had a fantastic group of guys that were all battling it out there for the lead. We gotta we gotta be a little bit better, and, and you know we won the race, but we gotta be a little bit better. And I know that our guys know that. I know that the other competitors are, are thinking the same thing. You know, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also you know cautiously aggressive right you got to go there and and make sure that you put yourself in position again Uh, but you've made the changes that you need to be better when you go back that's justin allgaier as he spoke with our kyle ricky over the weekend at new hampshire coming up on nascar live nascar camping world truck series driver ben rhodes joins us and later we'll preview this weekend's gander outdoors 400 at pocono progressive presents get pumped inspiration to help you do insurance stuff Get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Feel that confidence. Did I say stop saving money? No. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. MRN.com. Original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Ben Rhodes is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The last time we checked in with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, they were racing on the dirt at Eldora Speedway. And coming up this weekend, it's back to asphalt at Pocono Raceway. Let's talk some NASCAR Camping World Truck Series truck action with Ben Rhodes. Ben, back in the house with us on NASCAR Live. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Hey, guys. I appreciate you having me on. This is going to be a good week. You know why? Why? We're back on asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how did your trip to Eldora go, as if we have to ask? Well, I mean, it went better than expected at first. I honestly did not have expectations to win the pole or, or to go in there and, and win our heat, win the first stage and have such a fast race truck, but um, we did. We had we had a really fast F-150. We made the most of our speed at first, but I just had a little misstep going into turn one. Hindsight 2020 probably should have backed off the wall just a little bit. Well, you're not alone, my friend. There's a lot of drivers that found themselves in that similar situation and a lot of guys looking forward to getting back to asphalt. Obviously, the skill set you have to draw from is a dirt racing background, but when you have little to none. What's that trip to Eldora like? Is it just that you're trying to get through this with the best result possible? How do you how do you cope being on dirt when you're not necessarily used to racing on dirt? Well, I think the biggest thing that dirt experience gives you is perspective and, and comfort. You know, for me, while I was leading the race, we led for, what, like 55 laps or something. And uh, while I was leading, I was uncomfortable, the most uncomfortable I'd been all year long. I felt like I was door-to-door with somebody going into turn two at Pocono, which is a bad feeling. That's how uncomfortable I was the entire race. And I think being a dirt guy just gives you perspective. You're used to the conditions. You're used to how the track changes. You're used to that feeling of just, you know, kind of letting the truck lay out, driving it with the throttle. You know, everything that you do on the dirt is completely opposite of, of the asphalt. And if you're not sideways, you're not fast. But at the same time, a dirt guy has the, pers- the perspective to know that there's a limit to how sideways you want to be. There's a limit to how much you need to slide it. They know what's fast and what's not. They know what the track conditions are going to do, how they set up their trucks for it. And we were just faking it till we made it. <laughs> but I think our educated guesses, you know, paid off. We we tried to go about it and be as smart as we could with the process of, of setting up the race truck. We were really bad when we unloaded, and we made a lot of really good changes. We got the the F-150 fast, but I just need a little bit more experience. I need to be a little more comfortable. Well, as you head out of Eldora and you're coming into Pocono this weekend, you come in already locked into the playoffs, put dirt in the rearview mirror, and you've got a 150-miler this coming Saturday at Pocono. You've got two top two finishes in the last three races if you want to throw Eldora out, you won at Kentucky. You were second at Chicago. What do you got for us this weekend at Pocono there in the Gander Outdoors 150? Well, we're just going to go back there and protect our track record. We're learning a lot from, from our races at Chicago and Kentucky Speedway. 
I think we really learned a lot there on stuff we can do with our setup to pick up speed. And it's going to apply It's going to apply to Pocono. The only difference really is when we go to Pocono here, this truck we're bringing isn't um, necessarily designed to uh, – and to, you know, really take on these long straightaways. So we'll, we'll have to see what that does for us. But still, this is the truck that holds the track record at Pocono. Uh, we qualified on the pole there last year somehow <laughs> with this truck. Uh, we made up all our speed in three and four. We have speed there. We just need to do it again and, and just get some more bonus points, really, for the playoffs. Walk us through the challenges at racing at Pocono. What are some of the things that you and the crew are going to have to overcome this weekend to make sure you're in position to win your second race of the year? Well, one thing that, that is a big benefit or an advantage for us now is that we qualified on the pole at Eldora, and we won our first heat race, so that allows us to pick our pit stall first before anybody else. So we're going to get the, the best pit stall, so that's a big advantage. Um, but really, you know, it's just treacherous. These restarts are so treacherous because depending on who lines up behind you in the truck series is is the line that's going to go. And a perfect example of that was when I was leading, I controlled the restart, but um, Noah Gregson was to my inside. He had a teammate line up behind him, and he pushed him ahead of me. Even though that I had gone first, I got the jump. I was, I was, I was the one that was beat them to a flag stand. But they beat me all the way through turn one and two, and down the backstretch because he had help. And Pocono, it's even more important with these long straightaways. So where your teammates are at, how people are working together, your alliances that you have on the racetrack, your friends, that's going to be so important. And I'm not like the most popular guy in the garage so we'll see how this works hopefully you'll be able to gather some support there at some point so you can get the old heave ho going into turn one you talk about the front stretch and restarts at pocono that is the longest straightaway that we have basically on the schedule what is that like coming out of three and it looks like a country mile away is the entrance to turn one i would say it's got to feel like you could probably you know watch a movie a tv show and play around a golf before you get to the entrance of the corner <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I usually brew some coffee. Um, you know, I almost fall asleep, so I brew some coffee to keep me up and drink that to wake back up by the time I get to turn one. Um, it is so it, like it is so far away. It, it's by far the longest feeling of any straightaway that I've ever been on. And I don't know how IMS is in Indianapolis. I don't, I don't know how that is. I've never, never raced on it. But this just feels absolutely insane. I'm like, who, who decided to make the straightaway this long? Like, what, why, why does this make sense? But I will say it puts on some crazy racing on the front stretch. Um, you know, on the restarts, you see people going five wide into turn one. Uh, they fan out like crazy. You can get such big runs on people down the front stretch. People are making really wild moves. So it makes it like a high-speed chess match. You have to be pretty alert on what you're doing on the front stretch because before you know it, somebody's passing you, and you're looking at their back bumper going into turn one. It's the Gander Outdoors 150 coming up this Saturday from Pocono Raceway. Live coverage begins 12.30 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Motor Racing Network. Appreciate you joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you back on asphalt and seeing you back up front and getting that second win coming up this weekend in the Pocono Mountains. Ben, appreciate you joining us here on NASCAR Live. Ooh, that's a relief. Back on asphalt. Thanks, guys. <laughs> appreciate it. That's Ben Rhodes coming up next. We'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history and later We'll preview this weekend's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series stop in Pocono. Hey, NASCAR fans. Have you ever wanted a chance to meet your favorite driver or go behind the scenes at your favorite racetrack? Now's your chance by bidding on auctions that support the NASCAR Foundation and our mission to help kids live happier, healthier lives. 
Auction site is VIP experiences, race used and autographed NASCAR memorabilia and much more. Visit nascarfoundation.org slash auctions today and bid on experiences and items posted weekly. That's nascarfoundation.org slash auctions. Calling all admirers of the king. For Richard Petty, the STP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh, the hat came about in the late 70s. From the legend behind the king's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are getting ready to head to the house with this week's edition of NASCAR Live. But coming up in a moment, we'll preview this weekend's action at Pocono. But first, my friends, it's time to take a trip back in time with this week in NASCAR history. We begin our journey this week. In 1988, Eric Carmen has the number one song with Make Me Lose Control. The musical program Solid Gold ended after eight seasons, and NASCAR was at Pocono Raceway. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Old Bill Elliott drove to victory lane in the AC Spark Plug 500. No problem at all for Bill Elliott. He's going to take a higher line into turn three than normal. He's got it under control. Bill Elliott out of turn number three. Three weeks ago, he came down and won by 18 inches. He's going to win this one by a quarter of a mile as he comes out of turn number three and into the straightaway checkered flag, and he wins the AC Spark Plug 500 here at Pocono International Raceway. Next stop is 1994. Ace of Base is at number one again with Don't Turn Around in Major League Baseball. The longest rain delay happened between the Giants and the Mets. It was three hours and 39 minutes. Ay, ay, ay. And NASCAR was at Talladega Super Speedway. Mr. Excitement, Jimmy Spencer, hung on to win the Die Hard 500. Spencer eats up the inside lane, but now drifts up half a lane. Here's Elliott looking to the inside. Bill Elliott dives down to the bottom of the racetrack, but Jimmy Spencer is there. The Junior Johnson cars, one and two, back to the checkered flag. Jimmy Spencer trying to duplicate his win at Daytona. Elliott trying to end the 47 race drought. Spencer goes wide. Elliott comes low. Spencer's got the momentum, and he will win Talladega's Die Hard 500. And we end this week in 2005. CSI is the number one program on primetime TV. Lance Armstrong announced his retirement after winning his seventh consecutive Tour de France. He would later be stripped of his awards. And NASCAR was at Pocono. Kurt Busch survived a green-white checkered finish in the Pennsylvania 500. Here comes Kurt Busch now working his way back off the corner. The car of Casey Kane had come to a rest momentarily on the short straight. He is now driven away. Caution flag is now displayed because Casey Kane could not make it back around the racetrack after tagging the wall twice, once off turn one and again off turn number two. But that doesn't matter because the inevitable is taking place. Kurt Busch is coming home to win the Pennsylvania 500 here this afternoon. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series returns to Pocono Raceway. And with a quick preview, here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head to the honeymoon capital of the world this week for the Gander Outdoors 400 at Pocono Raceway. After logging numerous lackluster finishes on the challenging three-turn circuit, 
Defending race winner Kyle Busch thinks he may have finally found a way to master the dynamics and complexities of the tricky triangle. Coming here the first time, I think I ran third or fourth or something, so it wasn't bad. I actually was pretty excited, pretty pumped up about that, and then didn't go so well after that for a while. So it certainly seemed like anything that I knew or that I learned certainly didn't last. And as this place is, as we've gone through car changes, car iterations, Goodyear's gone through changes. The engines, we, we were here for a period without shifting at all, you know, and then shifting's kind of come back, you know, also with the track repave and things like that. So there's been a lot of just things that change here, and uh, it seems like I finally kind of caught on to it three, four years ago, maybe. Two-time Pocono winner Martin Truex Jr. heads to the 2.5-mile track, hoping to pull back into victory lane and dreaming of a few extracurricular activities in the surrounding wilderness. Always fun to come up here and uh, got some friends up here, got some good fishing holes to go to after practice is over. So just I, honestly, I just really love this area and this racetrack's been really, really good to us too at Furnace Row Racing. So had some really strong runs, got our first win here together and uh, it's been overall, I feel like one of our stronger tracks. Ryan Blaney returns to the scene of his Soul Cup Series victory in 2017, liking his chances to repeat and secure a slot in the playoffs. I've come up here and I watched my dad run a lot throughout the years and when I was growing up. And I made my first start in a race car at the dirt track out there uh, outside of turn three. That's where I made my first ever quarter midget start. And uh, so this place has always been special. We've always had a lot of family come to this race. But uh, yeah, I've just enjoyed it uh, for a long time. And um, it just kind of suits the way we like to set up the race car and the way I drive. It, it just kind of all seems to come together and uh, we seem to be able to put together some decent runs. The green flies over the Gander Outdoors 400 at Pocono Raceway Sunday afternoon just after 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. Can't wait to get to Pocono. Second time in eight weeks and we'll get to see who survives the Pocono Zone. That's all the time we have for you for this week. Our thanks to Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond Raceway, for joining us. Also, our thanks to Justin Allgaier, Ben Rhodes, and MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.